0: Okay, better sit down for this take. If Kenny Pickett's healthy, he's the quarterback. And, uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Let's do it again tomorrow. No, seriously. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Mike Tomlin will have his press conference today at noon. There is, let's see, if I had to estimate it, roughly a... 0.000% chance that he'll have anything to say about who's his quarterback Sunday night in Miami. And the reason for that will be excruciatingly obvious to anybody who's paid attention to how he does things. And that is simply put this. If a player is concussed, a player goes into the protocol He won't have anything to say about the degree to which the player is concussed. He won't have anything to say about recovery, symptoms, or anything else. And that's as it should be. Concussions aren't pulled muscles. They're not torn ligaments. They don't have degrees that can be like that analyzed. So he's not going to have any kind of meaningful health update as it relates to Kenny Pickett. As such, he'll have absolutely no motivation or cause to say that either Kenny or Mitch Trubisky would be the quarterback if both are healthy. So you're not going to get anything out of the head coach. What you will get from the legitimate hot takes crowd is a week-long discussion or debate, however manufactured it might be, about who should play, who's going to be the guy, who does Tomlin like better, who does the team like better, what did you think of this play or that play, and is that a play that Mitch would have made or a play that Kenny would have made? None of this is going to apply. I really believe this. None of this. The way this is going to work, if Kenny's healthy, and I'm a little bit skeptical in this moment that he will be, because if you look back over the last handful of guys, certainly since the Tua Tagovailoa incident in Miami, who've gone into concussion protocol, there's even been a change in the wording and the approach that the Steelers have used. For example, Pat Friermuth gets concussed, comes out of the game, and the injury announcement that's made in the Bills press box in Orchard Park, which is handed to them, by the way, by the Steelers, didn't say that He was being checked for a possible concussion. It didn't say that he was going into concussion protocol. It said he had a concussion. This was a first that I can recall. Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it isn't. But they're going to take this seriously because ever since Tua and the Dolphins' grotesque mishandling of Tua, all teams are now required to do this. So I really feel like... Kenny's going to miss at least a game. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. I also feel like... Because Mitch came in and played as well as he did in relief, the Tomlin has a nice way of avoiding the issue altogether, not just with us in the press conference, but where it really counts, meaning in the locker room, meaning in Miami. So even if Kenny does get cleared at some point over the course of the week, Talma can just say, hey, we want to be careful. We want to give him another week. That's the way things are going right now in this business. Blah, 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 blah. Tomlin goes out there and uses Mitch, and that's that. Has Mason Rudolph dresses as the backup. And I'm not suggesting that as if it would be devious or dishonest. It could just be because he knows that Kenny is the future of this team at quarterback as well as the present when he's healthy it's very much in the franchise's best interest to protect him by giving him an additional week so who is the quarterback when both of them are all the way cleared and all the way healthy it's kenny that's that's done that's over with you don't take that player that important pivotal player And jerk him around. You heard the way Kenny was talking. You saw the way Kenny was behaving on the field. And you saw and heard and experienced the way the team responded to him. This actually doesn't have anything to do with Mitch. It just doesn't. He was brought here for a reason. That reason ended up becoming somewhat moot. When the Steelers considered themselves, and rightly so, very fortunate to have had Kenny fall to their draft slot, they smartly reacted by taking a quarterback that they loved but never imagined would make it to them. So, here comes plan C. Mitch now became very clearly, even more clearly than before, a bridge guy. That's not a knock on him. That's what his contract says. That's why you sign someone to a two-year deal, half of which comes your way through incentive bonuses. He was always going to be a bridge guy, whether it was that they drafted Malik Willis or whoever. When Tomlin changed quarterbacks, he didn't do it in any way, leaving himself an out. Now, he's the boss. Kind of. And he can change his mind. But I don't think you're going to Wally Pip, your quarterback of the future, for somebody who already got benched once. And anybody who doesn't know what Wally Pip means, it's a baseball reference to the guy who got benched for Lou Gehrig, who went on to become the sports all-time Iron Man until Cal Ripken broke it. Okay, and sidebar. <laughs> A little baseball lesson for you there. But you're not going to do that to Kenny. You're just not. You're not. He's your quarterback. So have fun tuning in to all the hot takes, checking out uh, everybody, blistering everybody on social media over it. But it's just not that dramatic. If Kenny's partially healthy, he shouldn't play Sunday. Sunday. Kenny's all the way healthy whenever that happens to be he's the quarterback when we come back J1Q this portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available and not for all the special events that are going on there check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com mike's beer bar right across federal street from pnc park today's j1q comes from chris who asks very simply what is wrong with people that is all and anybody who is paying attention to the steelers media availability yesterday will know exactly what chris is referencing and that's Of course, the death threats that Kevin Dotson says he received on social media because he failed to make a block that resulted in Pickett getting injured. In addition to committing three penalties, he did not have a good day at left guard in a football game. A game. And people are okay with sending death threats. And you know I guess somebody somewhere can laugh this stuff off and say, "Oh, you know, it's it's a big Twitter, presuming it was Twitter cuz KD's pretty active there. And you know, people are going to be nuts and you're just supposed to deal with it and shrug it off and whatever else here. And to his credit, the first thing he did was to go public with it. I actually would have listed all their names. I mean, I, I would have. I'm, <laughs> I'm not as as uh, reserved as as KD was in bringing this up. But he had the right to do that. He was right to do that, and I applaud him for that. And then for bringing it up the way he did yesterday in a meeting with reporters on the South Side. I mean, at the end of the day they' have ne- They've never done what I've done, you know um they'll never be able to do it. Try not to come to come at them as fans because I've been a fan my whole life, but I've never been felt like I had the right to tell somebody how that they should die yeah. like that's, that's' just wild and then people come behind them and say, oh yeah, it was bad that they gave you death threats but we're fans and we should be able to say hey, you can feel what you want to feel and then you can feel what you want to feel but to say that you can call give somebody a death threat is just wow now for me to finger wag these morons is pretty boring and predictable commentary so I'm not going to waste anybody's time with that uh, but I will say this in general the level of anger that people feel comfortable venting either directly or indirectly at their f- favorite sports teams. Remember, th- these are the ones they like and the participants on those teams. This is not okay. Even looking over the death threat thing, that's obviously the most extreme example that you can have. But the, meanness, the viciousness, the comfort level that people have with venting these types of thoughts at these teams or players is so ugly and such a turnoff that even people like me who can just get caught in the middle, I have an account on Twitter of my own that has 120,000 followers. I'm grateful for that. It's also in the crossfire, as you can imagine. And that's one of, actually, a long list of reasons that I get really edgy when I hear, after the game, go ask Tomlin this. Go ask Tomlin that. Why don't you do your job and ask Tomlin the tough questions, the hard questions, or whatever. These are people who don't even... They, they don't even come within a solar system of understanding what it is that reporters do for a living. They don't know anything about the tenets of journalism. They think we're fans. They think that we are sitting up there in a press box waving towels between typing sentences as opposed to being there to do our jobs. Now, do we care about the city? Do we care about the franchise? Do we care about a lot of the individuals involved? Yes, of course, because we are humans, but you're not cheering. You're not booing. You're not getting emotional in either direction. You're just not. I'm sorry to burst that bubble for some of you, but that's not why we're there. And anyone who is like that in our profession doesn't last as long as a bleeping week. So what you're really saying when you demand that we go and ask Tomlin the tough questions is that you want us to vent at him for you. You following me here? And I'm sorry, this is going to offend some people, but this is the actual truth. You want the reporter, even if it's just subliminally or subconsciously, or you're not thinking about it when you make this demand... That's what you're actually looking for. You want to turn on the press conference after the game and see somebody make him cringe or have some kind of response that'll make you go, yeah, yeah. That's not what press conferences are. Not in any walk of life. Not after a Super Bowl victory. They're just not. All they are is yet another vehicle for us to accumulate information. Now, the information might not be accurate, the information might be misleading, but asking a question gets you a response, and the more of those that you get, the closer you come to that truth. That's it. That's it. When I'm going down the elevator to do the Tomlin press conference, I'm not sitting there thinking, what question can I get that'll have everybody talking about me on Twitter and saying that I am all awesome and tough? No, no. I'm thinking about what I'm going to write about. What's the subject? What is it that's going to be my topic? This past week, I was writing on a subject that Tomlin didn't have anything to do with. So you know what? I didn't even go in there. I didn't even go in the press conference room. I went right in and started talking to the players because I knew I needed a bunch of players to fit this theme that I was putting together. This had nothing to do with Tomlin, so I didn't even bother. Whereas. After the previous two games, I really needed to ask him some stuff that I wasn't sure other people would ask. So I went in there and asked, and I got the stuff that I needed for my column. That's it. That's it. If you are looking for vehicles to vent, maybe the first thing to ask yourself is why you're getting all that fired up over a game. It's all it is. It's just a game. Don't make me list all of the things in this world right now that are a heck of a lot more important. I appreciate the question. I appreciate the tone in which it was asked because it was, to borrow, Tomlinism, appropriate. Let's do this again tomorrow.